everybody, this is Walt. This is Max. And you're listening to our podcast, The ABCs of Rock and Metal. We call it Anti-Seminal. We are, as always, Useless Info, Inc. And today we have Dave back with us. Dave. Awesome, Dave. Cool. Good to be back. All right. This is new nickname now, Awesome Dave. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> All right, today we are doing Faith No More, which album, Walt? Angel Dust. Angel Dust. Took me a second. I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Why don't you set us up a little bit, Walt? Give us some uh, background on this album. Angel Dust is the band's fourth album, released June 1992, if you can believe that, <laughs> on Slash Warner Brothers. Uh, the follow-up to The Real Thing, which was a big commercial success. That's their biggest Faith album, no right? Yeah. That is their, That's their, their, seminal. their most seminal album. Yeah. Everybody yeah. had that album. Exactly. People that weren't fans, I should say, of rock and metal, yep. wound up buying The Real Thing on the strength of... Epic, mm-hmm. that yeah, big that hit song single was everywhere. Yeah, it was all over the place, and I have to admit that I wasn't really a fan hmm. at that point. Okay, I wasn't. I I liked them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like their cover of War Pigs on that album. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Um, and I think it's Falling to Pieces is another one that's on mm-hmm. the yeah. real thing. My brother was a big fan, so I learned about Faith No More through him. But when this album came out, I said that's not the same group, is it? When I heard certain <laughs> certain songs, I said, oh, wow, they took a real left turn on this. And I became a fan. Other so, people that so, were fans of before. So this one made you a fan? Is that what Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Okay. It did. A lot of other people that were fans beforehand with The Real Thing and uh, Introduce Yourself and um, We Care A Lot kind of didn't like Angel Dust. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, it's a different type of Faith No More. Yeah. They're really expressing some real heavy artistic creativity here mm-hmm. and artistic chances. Yeah. So rumor had it at the time was the record company didn't want this album. Hmm. They wanted okay. another real thing. They wanted another big hit number one album. Of course, they want to make money. Of course. That's their thing, yeah. But I've also read that the band decided to scrap all pre-written material for the follow-up to Real Thing and just started from scratch. Huh, Okay. Save a few songs. I kind of believe that a little bit more. They kind of had the power at that point to say, we want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And the record company probably said, okay, fine, because you've sold millions and millions of units, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, joking there somewhere. But uh, so they were allowed to take this chance with this material. Mm-hmm. The first single, Midlife Crisis, is such a departure from what was released previously mm-hmm. with the real thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's... um. The first album where Mike Patton had a little more control, writing-wise. Right. Uh, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. The real thing was all written before Patton joined the band. Right. Okay. And he yeah. just went into the vocals for that. Yeah. And he wrote some lyrics, but that was it. Right. And right on Angel Dust, he wrote some of the music and some of the lyrics as well. So mm-hmm. he was much more involved. And I think when you know the album, you can pick out which ones. Yeah. You know, um, and it's also the last record with Jim Martin. Right. Yeah. He he wasn't happy with this one, right? No, or... he was very upset with the direction of the music, and even more so the album cover. Well, I've I've heard varying things. I've heard that he wasn't happy with the music. And then in an in interview that he did, he actually said it was more about the recording process. Oh, okay. That was so stressful. Apparently, I mean, this is retrospective. It was 2012. The interview. Right. He 
that was more his issue, according to, you know, looking back. See, there's a lot of speculation over this album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've tried to hunt down the facts from older articles with the band. Good luck with that. I know. It's tough to find. Yeah. Because I ain't trusting no Wikipedias. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. This is edited by everybody and anyone, so you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And maybe a band member might go on there and change it just to mess with fans. You never yeah. know. Mm -hmm. If ever there was a band that would probably mess with their fans, it might be Faith No More. I would so do that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, give me some thoughts. On the album? Preliminary thoughts, yeah. It's a beautiful, Set fucked up. up piece of art. <laughs> What's the fucked up part? I agree. It's just, it's out of left field. It's okay. it, It's just a weird, new kind of sound. In terms of, in contrast to the real thing, is what you're saying. Yeah, the real thing is a, a more straightforward album. More straightforward it kind of sound to it. almost has pop sensibilities to it as well, yeah. almost. They, I wouldn't say all the way, but. They had a really interesting progression. Like their first album, it was a little bit more like kind of in the alternative, new wavy world. Yeah. Kind of like PIL. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's how I got a hold of them because I was into that kind of music at that time. So you're talking about um, We Care A Lot? We Care A Lot, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the first album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the first album. Yeah, and then they kind of went more metal, bringing in more like rap and stuff. And That was with track. Chuck Mosley, was, exactly. was the original singer on the yeah. first two label releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got more thoughts, Dave? No, just good stuff. Okay, start this out, right? Let's jump into it. Yeah, before we, we jump into the album, there were two things I want to point out. There were two recurring things not really themes, but things that come up on the album. Okay. Spoken lyrics and lyrics about bleeding. <laughs> There's so, a lot of funky lyrics on this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as they come, I'll, I'll let you know. And maybe we can play a drinking game out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like we're going to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here we are. Track one. Yep. Land of Sunshine. All right, Max, what do you think about this? I've got cheese <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> I just took a bite of cheese. <laughs> Come on, dude. So we put out a full spread of, like, meats and cheese and bread for Dave as a guest. Yeah, right. And we treat our guests really well. There's beer as well. It's all fancy pinky out. Yeah. So, you know, if you want a guest with us, this is what you're going to get. You'll get a free meal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe put a free out beer there. or two. No, you got to bring your own beer. <laughs> so I understand that the, that the lyrics were inspired by a sleep deprivation experiment. See, I thought that was the next track. I heard that both of them both were. Both of them? I both heard both of them, them. Yeah. yeah. That's what you, yeah. you heard, Dave? Yeah. But also, this is like self-help infomercial type stuff. At Scientology. Scientology. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the spoken word part, right? This is, yeah, this is the first song of, of a few that have spoken lyrics. Okay. Right. And there's lines from actual fortune cookies as well. So he right, threw everything right, in here, right? Right. So yeah. sing and rejoice. Sing yeah. and rejoice. This is a single too, right? I don't think it was. Really? I, no. I got it marked down as a single. I, I thought it was um, Midlife Crisis, Smaller and Smaller. Okay. Or um, Everything's Ruined. Ruined. Everything's Ruined. Yeah. But oh, and Small one. Victory. Okay. It was those yeah, yeah, three. Okay. okay. Yeah. Maybe I don't time. remember this being hmm. a single. Okay. But I could be wrong. When he delivers the line, here's how to order. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Go back to Dianetics, I guess. <laughs> remember those old <laughs> right. commercials, yeah. Dianetics? <laughs> yeah, I, I think... It's a good intro to the album because I really think it announces Mike Patton yeah. as one of the main contributors to the album. Right. But here's the funny thing. He wrote the lyrics to it, but not the music. That was Gould and Bottom that, that wrote the music. So I think they were influenced by Mike Patton, actually, and, and uh, the Mr. Bungle, actually, from the year before. Right, because he I left was, for a while yep. to go back to his original band, Mr. Yep. Bungle, and they put out their debut right before this, I believe, right? The year before. The year before. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that was uh, 91. So I hear influence of yeah. Mr. Bungle in this song in particular. Well, that's Patton. I mean, yeah. when you listen to anything by Patton, even now he's with Dead Cross with Dave Lombardo from Slayer. He's still Patton 
on it. He still has his wacky stuff going on. And I recommend that album too, Dead Cross. It's really good. Okay, next up we have Caffeine. Which once again, you guys are talking about the uh, sleep deprivation experiments. Yeah, it sounds like a sequel to the previous song, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it's heavy as fuck. Yeah. It's really heavy. Listen to that. I think it sounds a bit more like from the real thing than from the other songs in Angel Dust. I think it's just slightly heavier. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. for me. And I think it's also Patton's vocal delivery. He wasn't really kind of doing anything like that. He was more rapping on some of the stuff and yeah. singing higher notes on real thing. Now he's going into right. more of the Patton that we know from the previous album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great solid track. Mike Borden, great drummer. Great drummer. Yeah. Yeah, also really played with, I think, Ozzy and uh, Jerry Cantrell. He's played with a lot of different people over hmm. time. Dave, you got more? This is the second song with spoken lyrics. Okay. Just to all keep right, track. Right. You're going you're gonna to keep a, a score on that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. What do you think of the keyboards? That's cool. It's pretty cool, yeah, right? Absolutely. Also, like I said, sometimes it's difficult to incorporate keyboards successfully into a really heavy, heavy song for me. Next up, we have Midlife Crisis. The big single. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that I just kind of love is that the drums on this have a sample from the song Cecilia. (laughs) Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, it's really hard to tell. I, what right, I, what right. I what I ended up doing was playing that song and this one like nearly simultaneously, yeah, and then I could to catch pick it. it. Out, yeah, yeah. So it's not like you're not supposed to hear it. It's just right. they wanted that little texture as part of the percussion. Right. Yeah. 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 Like you, yeah, you you would never notice it until you know that's there. Right. Yeah. I didn't right? know. I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It's that part that just like, you know, huh? Yeah. Intro part of it. Yeah. I think it's the entire... You can really tell it on the intro before there's anything else going on with the drums. Right. But, yeah, I think it's for the entire entire song. It goes continuously? Yeah. I believe so. I believe so, Ah. yeah. And there's also Beastie Boys samples someplace. I I like the intro because it it establishes this cool groove, but it does not tell you where the rest of the song is going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's because of Cecilia. Yeah. 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 Also, the, the video for this was very odd for them at the time. It was almost industrial looking. Hmm. And the first time I heard this song, I said, oh, wow, they're really starting to delve into that area of music, almost. like a, It has a touch of industrial to me, like a little taste of it. I mean, at the time, Ministry was pretty big, all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. So I could see why they might yeah. you know, start to move that way. Especially with the stuff that Patton likes to do with his other bands like Tomahawk and... Um, I forget who else now. Um, on his on his label, Epicat, he's got a bunch of other different bands, you know, that that he's worked with. And like I said, even now, Dead Cross. So he's got a his own thing going. You know, it's Patton. Right. Whenever you start hearing something, not just his voice, but even the music, can kind of go, oh, I, I think that might be his. Yeah. So that song actually has leading lyric number one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Your menstruating heart. Yeah, that's wow. right. Yeah. Okay. Ain't bleeding so enough go. for two. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a great lyric. Yeah. It's a great Makes lyric. Think. Yep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have RV. I like this song a lot. I mean, it's so. What is going on it's a, here? It's a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so Frank Zappa to me. It's like a twisted waltz. 
I hear Tom Waits. You hear Tom Waits? Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, with the vocal delivery, right, I can vocals, see that. Yeah. yeah. But the, the song structure, the, the, um, the lyrical content, hmm. makes me think Zappa, for whatever reason. I liken Patton to Zappa. Yeah. As a mad genius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lyrics to this are great. <laughs> yeah. It's all about this, like, white trash, trailer park guy giving a confessional, <laughs> you know? About how fucked up his life is and how he really doesn't care about how fucked up his life is. He couldn't give two shits. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty out there. Yeah. Is there a slide guitar in there too? My feet itch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sweat a lot. <laughs> but the chorus is great. <laughs> this sing song. Yeah. To myself. Yeah, it's great. Okay. There you go, wait. Staring at me. <laughs> only I'm only bleeding. Breathing. breathing. The line is, bre- I'm only breathing. Is yeah. there? Uh oh. I got. You want to check the is lyrics? That canonical? Uh oh. Uh oh. We verify that. <laughs> this Lyr- completely throws me off here. The lyrics are here. If you could read them. <laughs> no, no. I bl- I'll it's tiny. I'll believe the insert. The, Sorry about that. Yeah, guys. they're in there. They're in there. <laughs> A lot of spoken lyrics, though, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have smaller and smaller. Not something a dude wants to hear. This is a this is a, a bit somber compared to the previous song. Yeah, it's got right? that overtone. Yeah. When the vocals come in. It's like field workers getting through a drought and hoping for rain. Like, yeah. It just oh, okay. suddenly got cool. kind of dark. Yeah. You know? Creepy. Yeah, yeah. Your livelihood is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just they throw in a lot on this album. Oh yeah. What do you think, Dave? It's cool. Yeah, like I said, it's a creepy song. A lot of good lyrics on this one. Uh, under the topsoil, <coughs> under the fingernail. Under the mm. fingernails. That's weird yeah. shit. And bleeding lyric. Yeah. Open heart, open mind, open mouth, open vein. Oh, so that's yeah. bleeding lyric three that's, or four. I, 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 no, I was wrong about. Uh, I'm only. So that's three. Bleeding. That's number two then. Two. That's number two. Okay. You said you wanted to keep track of that, man. I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping track of the fucking sex references, you know. That's... <laughs> And in the interlude, there seems to be kind of like a Native American chanting, this kind of cult thing. Right, right. Cult sounds like, of course, the cult, you know, as we covered earlier, but yeah. Can't really tell if it's an authentic Native American or indigenous people's chant. Can't Mm -hmm. make it out. Once again, a wild left turn, even in the song, to Mm -hmm. go into that. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. And track number six is Everything's Ruin. This is another single, right? Yes. Okay. And they had a video for it as well. What was the video like? It was basically the band and uh, a couple of kids. I assume maybe they were their nieces or something, family yeah. members, where they're dancing in front of this blue screen like a karaoke place. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It looks like they're doing karaoke to their own song. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's, it's goofy. I like playing that video. <laughs> also because I like the song, too. Uh-huh. Great song. I mean, when I saw the title on the album when I first bought it, I was like, that's got to be a killer track. And then it comes on, and it's kind of more subdued than caffeine or tracks on the record later on yeah like it starts out with a piano melody but then it goes mm-hmm. in this like pulsing funk groove yeah right well they've always amalgamated so many different styles in their music from inception yeah. from mm-hmm. when they first started out yeah yeah I like Gould's bass on this yeah it's bumping yeah the bass yeah. Yeah, really yeah it really comes out in this one yeah and it's still got the keyboard thing going on but then you got like the guitar right stabbing in there yeah and then he jumps from that Kind of whiny type vocal to this aggressive, yeah, pre-chorus vocal. Mm-hmm. 
It's and like somber to angry. Yeah, in yeah. That, in that jump. Well, there's a lot of that on yeah. this record. There's yeah. a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, tonally, it's it's really kind of all over the place. Well, I kind of took that song to mean a little bit like striving for for the big mighty dollar by any means necessary and yeah. the damage it could cause. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to one's person or one's finances or one's livelihood, you know, kind of fucking yeah. people over and almost Ponzi scheme-ish I got a uh-huh. little bit from it, especially towards the end of the lyrics. And isn't it kind of like a, a child who just sort of feels disappointed or the couple? It, it seems like good? a lot of people are disappointed around this one person. Okay. And I can't yeah. decipher if it's a child okay. or somebody that took their money, invested it, and now okay. <laughs> lost all their money. I can't decipher exactly what, because yeah. he does write cryptically mm-hmm. at points, you know, yeah. which I like. I prefer yeah, yeah. that in a lyricist than just straight ahead saying, you know, oh, mm-hmm. baby, baby, I love you. Yeah. You know, I prefer that this type of... That was nicely done, actually. Thank okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> I did audition for I the moved. Backstreet Boys at one point. <laughs> Next up, we have Malpractice. And we're back into the sludge. Is this one of the more aggressive songs on the album, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. Then it almost gets noise rockish here. Well, there's a point when there's a sample from a Shostakovich string quartet. Huh. Damn. Yes, yes exactly. Why yes. are you trying to look smarter than us? <laughs> 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 well, I, I read that somewhere that I listened to it, and I think I picked out the point where you can hear it. Okay. Because Shostak, Shostakovich's music is like... What, it's Shostakovich's? It, it has a really distinctive kind of melodic thing going on and I, I yeah it, it it doesn't happen for a while but it adds a really weird texture to the song oh do you mean during the break or the bridge it's like around it's the there? break yeah yeah well you guys keep talking we'll yeah. get there Dave what do you think it's about this one heavy metal on acid oh yeah yeah it's cool it has patent metal over it. it almost has one foot in death metal with the oh right. yeah you right, right, right. know mm-hmm. and then this yeah very very yeah that's weird yeah, yeah. like I said that's where it kind of gets noise rockish too Mm-hmm. And now, imagine if you're a big fan of the stuff they did before, and you buy this record, and you hear this track for the first time, and you're not into this type of stuff at all. Yeah. You're going to want to take this back to the record store. This should not be a single. You know, no, no. <laughs> That's what you're saying. And they probably might have wanted it yeah, to be a single. Right. The band, <laughs> listen to that. Yeah. This motherfucker can sing in six octaves. Did you know this? I don't I know. I six octaves. Yeah. Six octaves. And you can kind of hear it on this song. Right. Listen, the, the screeching, the... When I read that, yeah. I said, that can't be right. And then I go back and I listen to it, and uh, I'm like, whoa. That's where the shit leave off. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty good. But that's, He's one yeah. of the only Six, singers ranges, yeah. in modern rock. I can't say about pop or anything else, but or R&B or what have you, but mm-hmm. in rock, He's pretty much the only guy besides maybe somebody else, and I can't remember who now. But, uh-huh. but if you guys know, please let us know. Yeah. Correct us. Yeah, let us know. Comment. Uh-huh. So this is it's coming up now. It's coming up. It's coming up yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bridge, right? Yeah. And it almost the, sounds like a clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's samples all over this album. It's pretty heavy. Let's yeah. See. Okay. Okay. This is the kind of clock-like thing, right? Yeah. This is kind of weird. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of different textures going on. Yeah. It's apologizing for a second and then takes the apology back. <laughs> and says, you know what? Forget it. Fuck you. Walks back to walk back. <laughs> yeah, right. 
There. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. It's a, like Arabian do, do, kind of do, sound. Do. Yeah. It's very Shostakovich. Uh-huh. I, I used to be really into a string quartet, but it's uh, I, it's got to be that part. That's got to be it. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the song. You know, I like the heavier shit, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty a great cool. tune. Next up, Kindergarten. This is melodic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the opening sounds reflective. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's got a... Yeah. It's setting the tone for the lyrics and for the rest of the song. You know, this guy looking back on his history as a kid. He was held back in kindergarten? Yeah, I know, right? And that's like, yeah. Once <laughs> that happens, yeah. You're, yeah. you're done. <laughs> well, I Your also, life is over. I also kind of took it like, you know, stunted growth kind of thing. You yeah. Know? If you're huh. revisiting the playgrounds and stuff and kind of looking back like that, like, why can't I be a kid again? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But you can't really decipher exactly what the lyrics are, what the songs mean. I mean, this is just, you know, our take. My just kind of interpret it. Yeah, 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 you know. That's, that's sort of, yeah. But another unexpected turn with mm-hmm. the song. You know? Yeah. What do you think, Dave? You know, I like the riff and I, I like the kind of rapping thing that he does. I, mm-hmm. I find it a little repetitive. Okay. Okay. All right. Swings on the playground don't even fit me anymore. <laughs> a lot of these songs, they have a lot of different textures going on. Oh, yeah. They kind of go from one type of mood to another to another, right? And you're saying this one kind of doesn't do that? Yeah. So it maybe stands out. Right, that's true. As a little more repetitive Good point. compared yeah. to the other ones, yeah. yeah. Well, it's got the basic structure. It, I think that's yeah, it, too. It doesn't yeah. do what we heard previously on, say, Malpractice or. Right, know. yeah. This it, kind of follows the, you know, 4 4 almost. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got a lot of spoken lyrics, fast spoken lyrics at the end of that one. Right, that's right. So that's number four. Right it a hundred times. <laughs> Next up, be aggressive. Listen to that pseudo goth organ there. Yeah. Is this Mr. Crowley? <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. Crowley. <laughs> but like I said, their influences are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Especially on this know. record. Yeah. One side note. I remember yeah. the first time I heard Manson's um, mob scene yeah. uh-huh. with the cheerleader chant the cheerleader cheer mm-hmm. right be obscene that was mm-hmm. a few years later yeah i yeah. thought of them first because that was All the right. first time i heard it in a heavy rock song mm-hmm. with yeah. the be aggressive be aggressive right manson did it later with be obscene right hmm. right right so of course at first i'm like he stole it <laughs> <laughs> but uh you can't say he stole it i mean it's a cheerleader thing you know right now this is about fellatio from the perspective of the giver oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> now, you you know who wrote this one? It can't be Pat, right? It was the keyboardist, Roddy Bottom. Okay, Roddy Bottom. Who later came out. Oh, he oh, came out? Right. He later came out, yeah. I did not know that. So this this song is placed in a really interesting position here. And the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because right. yeah. this, is, this is 1992, okay? Yeah. So a gay man writes this track about being on the giving end of fellatio, and Mike Patton sings it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, right. he's like, he's perfectly cool with it. Yeah. And th- think about 1992 for a moment. Like, the only band I can think about who were writing about man-on-man sex was Pansy Division. Okay. And they're, yeah. an, uh-huh. they're an openly gay punk rock band. I mean, for... Right, right, right. For, a, like, you know, just a, a hetero guy singing this song. Yeah. I think it's pretty brave. Otherwise, you, you, it was always kind of hidden in the lyrics. Yeah, you know? yeah, like well, Rob Halford, well, with Halford, we'll talk yeah. about later, yeah. Judas Priest. Yeah, right. yeah, but this is this 
cannot be about anything else. Yeah. You look at the lyrics. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Damn, I thought it was being at a football yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's well, but yeah. And the fact that there's a cheerleader chorus in the back. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And just freaking bold, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I admire Mike Patton for being like, yeah, sure, I'll sing that. Well, Whatever. I can see him being like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. a fun song. Yeah. It's totally song. Fun. It's song. a totally sung. It's a, it's a totally, totally sung song. It's a, it's a sung song. I like I like how the song is the funnest song in the song. Yes. Oh, Felicio. <laughs> Next up is a small victory. One of the other singles wow. like we said earlier. Listen I know, that, so different, that right? Melody. Yeah. Damn. It's probably the most radio friendly song I think on the album. I think mm. it got the most radio play. Yeah. And heavy rotation on MTV at right. the time. Yeah. Another video too. Another big video, like I was saying, it was on MTV all the fucking time. More so than uh, Midlife and um, Everything's Ruined. They really made a point of releasing the more accessible songs, which is a little a bit misleading, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying so, yeah, earlier. Yeah. 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 So the average Faith the More fan hears this right. and they go, "Oh, it's yeah. cool." And then you get into the other songs about you know like, giving what? head and yeah. fucking malpractice and <laughs> you know so Scientology, <laughs> right? In Scientology. This video suffered from 90s-itis, is what I like to call it now. Yeah. With the over-budget, overblown lighting, with all kinds of weird intercut scenes with, you know, circus freaks and midgets and what have you, hmm. dwarves and half-naked women. <laughs> and, dwarves. Okay. You know, <laughs> all kinds of Lord of the Rings shit. Uh, you know, and like I said, the spiraling, quick cuts, the bad lighting, the smoke. You know, every video had it going on from... Hmm. From freaking Alice in Chains to Pearl Jam to Faith No More. They all suffered from the bad videos in the yeah, 90s. Yeah. As much as I like his work, Tarsem, who directed uh, R.E.M.'s video, uh -huh. Losing My Religion, I felt like that was the start of it with the art music video. Yeah. So then every record company with every major band wanted that art music video that was yeah, going to win yeah, an yeah, MTV yeah. award. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion, but mm -hmm. the 90s were full of those bad, bad, overblown videos. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And here we have Crack Hitler. That says it all. Right. Pretty much, yeah. We don't even need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, says, it says it all right there. But I, of course, uh, it took it as drug abuse and, uh, and dreaming, you know, almost yeah. uh, like naked lunch-ish, you know? Yeah. You're yeah, fucking yeah, stupid yeah. high and you imagine yourself mm -hmm. as this dictator, this, you know? Yeah. So, but uh, once again, I can't really peg it, and I wouldn't want to. It's just my assumption mm -hmm. to go along with, go along for the ride, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah. the ticket, take the ride. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, it's fun, and I like when it becomes all menacing with Patton Whaling. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I became a crack Hitler. <laughs> there are points where he's doing the spoken word through a megaphone. Hmm. Oh, you can, yeah, you can hear that. Yeah. Now that you say that. Oh, wow. he would always yeah. do that on stage, too. Huh. Like some petty dictator, right? Yeah. There's a joke in there, too, but... <laughs> Where? <laughs> petty dictator? The way you said it. You said it that way, man. <laughs> um, see? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Before, we, you know, on stage it would be performed with a megaphone, but in recording studios... Then and, and before that, it was called the telephone EQ, where you sounded like you were singing through a telephone. Mm -hmm. Pink Floyd used it a lot in the of 70s. Of course, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So. See, that gets melodic right there. And the mm -hmm. keyboards are very melodic through mm -hmm. the whole thing, yeah. you know? And the bass is funky as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's guitar too. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. A lot of great bass work on this album. Yeah. Yeah. This is the fifth and, and final song with spoken lyrics. 
Okay. And so five out of 13. Five, yeah. Right. And it is the third and final song with bleeding lyrics. I'm, I'm taking a little liberty with this. Got okay. a gash in my head. Because yeah, you know, that means either you're bleeding or you're yeah. bleeding it'll at some bleed. point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's right. no metaphor to that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Go on. When it goes, to, hey, hey. That's like the dictator to, chant. It's all menacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. Like a fascist kind of saluting type thing going on. Yeah. Once again, Manson kind of took a little bit from, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, also from Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd did it on the wall. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next up. <laughs> Do I have to say it? Jizz Lobber. Yeah, Jizz Lobber. I'll okay. say it. <laughs> like in Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> Multiple yeah, maids. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple maids. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? Uh, it starts off with crickets. Yeah. <laughs> this song emphasizes how schizo the album is. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Like just with okay. the lyrics. You got them going back and forth between smiles and bruises. Yeah. Right? And it's got this weird heavy sound, but it ends with it's like church organs. Brooding. Yeah, yeah it does. Back yeah, yeah, yeah. All over the place. So yeah. this yeah. is the epitome of a schizo album. Right, yeah, yeah. I wrote it was about Patton's fear of, of imprisonment. Really? Okay. Patton. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mike Patton. Yeah, Mike yeah, Patton. yeah. Why yeah, would he yeah, fear yeah. imprisonment? Yeah, no, George S. Patton. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, general thought he's resurrected. <laughs> but you know, this album, you'd never know. Yeah. It could have. Yeah. Yeah. I love the vocals on this. They're so yeah. desperate, but at the same time, aggressive. Uh-huh. Desperately yeah. aggressive. <laughs> I always kind of took it like the porn star kind of looking back on how fucked up her life was hmm. and the yeah. whole thing. And, okay. you know, and how fucked up it is now and how difficult it might be to navigate the rest. Yeah. You know? Hmm. I mean, you call it jizz lobber. You know, the first thing you're thinking <laughs> is, you know, I don't know. You're thinking all kinds of bad yeah. dick-sucking stories. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they this- said it, not me. <laughs> this from the guy who didn't know what be aggressive was actually about. Yeah, right. Okay, I know, right? right? You got to spell that out for me. <laughs> that you got to spell out. He tells you in the song what he's actually doing and why. Oh, man, Dave, over yeah. to you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here from this guy anymore in the song. <laughs> tell, tell me. Yeah, no, it's a cool song. Yeah, okay. It's aggressive what, as all. What, what yeah. about the lyrics? What are you, you, what are you getting out of it? The, sh- the shrieking lyrics. Yeah, yeah. What, from what you can hear. Yeah. Yeah. Just schizo. And the psycho piano. Yeah, I love a psycho dun, dun, piano. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Probably for me, the heaviest song on the album. Mm, I think okay. it's the that malpractice. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think that one kind of yeah. that kind of trumps malpractice for me a little mm. bit. Just like you said, just the way it's crafted. Yeah, the way it sounds, it's just you know, mm-hmm. you can't even say that it beats you over the head. No, uh, no pun intended. But it's just something beats you on the head. Yeah, right, something beats you on the head. <laughs> so, so, I know, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for him to take one. Well, no, 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 no. You, you. <laughs> okay, next up we have Midnight Cowboy, and this is, of course, not the song. Everybody's talking at me. This is the original music to the soundtrack by John Barry of James Bond music fame. Yeah. And this is a pretty straight up cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost identical. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's nearly it's note right. for note. Yeah. Okay. Which member of the band was really into easy listening? Oh, that I don't know. Cause I that, mean, they all have eclectic I, taste. Yeah. That's what, what I heard. That someone was really into it and just wanted to do the song. And again, another song that we will come up, we'll talk about a little bit later. Just yeah. because. Yeah. Because listen to it. This is like this is the music from the movie. I know. Done in uh-huh. the style that 
John Barry composed it for the movie. I thought when I first got the record and I brought it home mm-hmm. and was listening to it, I thought it was just going to be a song with a similar title. Yeah. And when it came on, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, the mo- really? The movie soundtrack? The, the song from the movie? I couldn't believe it. And to back up what Dave was saying, just to show you how wackadoo and all over the place the album mm-hmm. is, to end with this, this cover. Yeah. It proves a point. Yeah. Or it underscores the whole thing. Yeah. The way I think about this album, some people thought of this album as a, a fuck you to the fans. I, I have read that, yeah. don't see it that way. I see it as, okay, well, name, name a food that you don't like. A food that yeah. I don't like? Yeah, yeah. Um... I like most foods. Oh, my God. It's going to take a while. <laughs> it's going to take... Name, you always put me on a smile. Name, 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 name a beverage you don't like. A beverage... Uh, Rolling Rock. Rolling Rock. Okay. So let's say... Let's say I'm coming over to your place. I'm uh-huh. drinking beer, right? Yeah. I go, I pick up a case of Rolling Rock because I know you hate it. Okay. And I bring it over. That's me saying fuck you, right? Right. Yeah, pretty but, much. But let's say same scenario... And I, I would go, say fuck you by throwing it out the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and wasting your I, money. I pick up the Rolling Rock, but only because I really like it. Of course, then I'm that's, not that's really, different. Exactly. Yeah, right? that's different. That, that to me is a distinction. You get the same product, but there's a different intention. Right. What I feel the intention here is, okay, we made one big Mondo-selling album. We pleased the fans, the studio, record company, everybody. Now we're going to make the album that we want. Yeah, I we're agree just, with that. We're just yeah. Gonna, yeah, and we're not going to care about any convention or any expectations. And we're not going to care about our own self-image. Right. That's the thing to me that's really great. I agree. Because when you when you think of like ACDC, right? Did ACDC ever made make an album that was not ACDC? No, no, no. There might be I, albums that were a little more produced. Yeah. Now I but now I'm sure those guys have eclectic taste in music as well. May, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because musicians so. musicians generally do. Right. Musicians don't just like the kind of music they play. They're pretty much all over the place. Sure. You know? Sure. I'm sure there are guys in there who like, you know, loved R and B or regular or whatever, but they weren't gonna do that as A C D C. Right. Right. On this album Faith No More did. They took what we always talk about. They yeah. took all of their influences. Didn't wear them on the sleeve. Just yeah. put them all together well, like a like no, a big he, bunch here, of clay. Here, this is on the sleeve. Yeah, okay. This yeah. is I but love easy listening. But it's unexpected. Yeah, that this yeah. band would yeah. do that. Yeah. So it's an influence. They said, well, we could do our own thing like yeah. this, but okay. But no, let's, let's just, just do, do it like this. let's just do Midnight Cowboy because right. I love that tune. So and, we're just gonna play it like it is. We're and, not gonna try to do a metal cover of it. Right, we're just right. gonna play it. Right, right. Yeah. I just think that they still like, especially on this record, took yeah. all of that. Put it all together as a ball of clay and just made their own thing with it, you know, their own statue with but it. But not on this song, you know, not on this song, yeah. no. Yeah. But still, it's okay. It's that one branch sticking out, or what, what have you? That one little yeah. thing that's sticking out. Where mm-hmm. they said, you know what? Yeah. This is still us. Yeah, exactly. This we is want still it on faith the record. No more. Yeah. We want it on the record. So surprising, you know, <laughs> very surprising. It's pretty awesome. The other cover that they did on the record previous was like we talked about was War Pigs. Yeah. yeah. They made it their own. That's in the pocket. Right. They made it their own. Right. Now, if they had done War Pigs in the style of Easy Listening, That'd be that would have been bold. Yeah. yeah. That would have right. been really, that would have been Well, that's something thing, that right? we'll probably talk about in a minute. That we are yeah, going to yeah. talk about in okay. a minute. Okay, okay. Dave, you got any more thoughts on this one or no. album in general? Album in general? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's great. Okay, so I Dave, it. What, I love I mean, it. Sorry. Well, the I've other, the other Dave. The other <laughs> Dave, too. Awesome Dave. Uh, awesome Dave and not so awesome. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Damn, and scumbag I know. Nuts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll own that. <laughs> Jizz lover. Okay. 
All right, well, I um, want to go some more. Like I said, I really wanted to talk about this album because I remember so many people that bought it around the time and were confused by the record. I can being see fans, that happening. Yeah. Being fans of their previous work. Like I said, for me, now I wanted to see what they were going to do next. Yeah. After this album. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the real thing grew on me a little bit over time. There are still certain songs that I won't listen to on it. I, I might skip a couple here and there. Okay. But after this, I started being a big fan after mm. this album. Okay. Uh, I think that for me, I think it's anti-seminal because a lot of people don't revisit this. They talk about real thing or they yeah. talk about albums after this. Yeah. Okay. Like King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, album of the year. A lot of people talk about that more often than they talk about Angel Dust. Mm, okay, I consider it anti-seminal. Yeah, just because also, like yeah. I just said, when it came out, it divided people. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody was like, "I, I love it." A lot yeah. of people were like, mm, "It's okay," or "I don't like it." For me, I was straight down the middle. Okay, you know, with everybody else that I talked to, yourself, nice. It's grown as an album, mm. right? I mean, yeah, there's so much going on here, yeah. and I feel like every time you listen to it you hear something surprising that you yeah. didn't quite notice before. Like, oh, yeah, that's on there. Oh, yeah, that crazy Oregon thing happened yeah. out of nowhere. So it just it keeps you guessing, but they keep it all controlled. Yeah. Again, I admire the bravery of this album, just the strict it's boldness of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which on is, a major label. Yeah. Having think, pulled that yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. And people didn't take a lot of chances in the 90s mm-hmm. when it came to music. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you just look back at it and no, I know. Faith No More did, and I respect the hell out of them yeah. for that yeah. that's why I do love bands from the 90s that did that and they're exactly. one, like you said they're one of the few yeah. record companies and every casual listener wanted the next Pearl Jam or the next Nirvana yeah just love her <laughs> so yeah it, it's funny I recently played the album for Karen yeah. She's not a fan. Okay. And she had interesting but things she likes to say it about more. it. She likes In some general. of their stuff. Okay. But the same yeah. things that we're talking about with certain tracks, she'll go, okay, that's cool. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. The song will take a left turn. And then she's like, I, I'm out. I, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. So okay. that's a perfect example of the average listener that doesn't know this album. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they kind of backpedaled a little bit on later releases, mm-hmm. like Album of the Year and uh, the last one, Saul Invictus. They kind of went for, let's go for a little bit more straight ahead than what we did with Angel Dust. And at points on a, a King for a Day. Mm-hmm. So okay. they kind of did a little bit of a backpedal. Yeah. Let's talk about the album cover. We've got an image of a, what is that? Stork, right? That's a stork? It's an egret. 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 <laughs> I don't know my there birds. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? I like it. It's nice yeah. and basic, minimalistic, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird, too, right? And the bird looks a little creepy, though. It's nicely photographed. It is. I and mean, it's really, it's a beautiful image. Very serene. It's got this calming blue background thing going on. It doesn't tell you anything about what's no. on the album. No, no it doesn't. Yeah. It's uh, misleading. So mm-hmm. you think it's deliberately misleading? I think so. It's Okay. You get both sides of what the album's trying to do. You have the melodic parts, mm-hmm. which this might represent, and then you got the back. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, with the meat. That's different. Meat locker. Yeah. The hanging chickens and the cow and the whole thing. <laughs> that would have gotten some pushback had that been on the cover. On yeah. The front. yeah. Yeah. What the uh, record company wanted was a mimic of Zeppelin II. Mm, where okay. it's the band members' faces superimposed over these Russian soldiers. Mm-hmm. It's in the insert. Uh-huh. They did put it in the insert, but they said, nope, we're going to do our own album cover. It's right. our album. Yeah. Should. And they came up with this. And, of course, record company didn't see the back until it was already out. <laughs> so they were afraid of you know getting hate mail from vegans and vegetarians and what have you. But it implies like beauty and then death. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I kind of did. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. And nothing sold an album in the 80s or the 90s, like the parental guidance. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's you know, a must. The parental yeah. advisory. Yeah. Thank you, Tipper Gore. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she sold more albums for bands than she realizes by yeah. coming up with uh-huh. that. Yeah. Okay. We've got a segment we call Gun to the Head. <laughs> Walls has food in his mouth. I'm still chewing. So he can't do the thing. <laughs> All right. One second. Yeah. Yeah. Take your time. Yep. Anytime you're ready. Gun to the Head. Okay. So, Dave, I'm going to begin with you. Your top song on the album, Gun to Your Head. Midlife Crisis. Okay. It's just yeah. awesome. Jim Martin's brilliant on that. Yeah. And after I'm done listening to the album, I go back and listen to that song again. Wow. I dig that, that song. Says it. And I guess I can appreciate it more now than when it first came out, sadly. You all? I'm always stuck between two. You know, it's either two or three that I that I have trouble picking between. Okay. I agree with Dave. Midlife Crisis is a great, great, great song. Mm-hmm. And sold me on the album Sight Unseen hmm. or Sight Unheard. Um, I just like the abrasiveness of Jizz Lobber. So, hmm. I think I'm okay. going to go Jizz Lobber. Okay. It's very heavy, and it's such a juxtaposition between track 12 and 13 that I love the fact that it's placed there on the album. Yeah. Okay. You get this abrasive number, and then they go into Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Mm. Just for that, too. It's another selling point to me. Hmm. Also like, the title. Like the album, we are all over the place. My top one is Smaller and Smaller. Yep. Another great tune. Yeah. yeah. Smaller and Smaller and Smaller. Yeah. Any okay. specific reason? or? Uh I don't know. It just does just something for me. Yeah, I just dig it. It's it's a tough call, but yeah, yeah. I really like that one. So a gun to the head the other way, Dave. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't see the need so much for Midnight Cowboy just because it's such a straight cover. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see the purpose of that. But I appreciate how it just stands out on the album and how it says we're doing whatever we want. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with uh, A Small Victory just because it's kind of polished. Okay. Yeah, I, I can a see that. A little too commercial for my taste. Okay. Well, I agree with Awesome Dave. Really? Small Victory. Wow. I think okay. it's also because it's another one of those singles on an album that I've heard so many times. Hmm. And even to mm-hmm. this day, if you're listening to some radio channel online, that one pops up first than any of the other tracks hmm. from this album. Really? So okay. if I had to lose one, not saying that I don't like the song, I always got to yeah. say yeah. this. I still like it. Yeah. I still mm-hmm. like the song yeah. a lot, but I think that one, mm-hmm. I would dump it. Okay. I'm actually not a fan of RV. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. If you I don't, don't dig it, you it's don't dig it. Yeah, yeah. It I mean, is, it's, it it's, 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 again, I just admire the weirdness of it and sticking that on here, but yeah. I don't enjoy listening to it. It's okay. what it comes down to. If you don't <laughs> you know? like it. Yeah, that's, that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I dig it because it's so odd and the whole It's funny. It's funny, yeah. It's almost like, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's like a Zappa stand-up routine, you know. Mm-hmm. My feet itch. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite lines. Pants fall down every time I bend over. <laughs> All right. Stuff. So there was a song that was on the re-release of this album, right? Yeah, but at the but time, what, yeah. What is the what is the origin of it? The cover of the Commodore song "Easy" yeah. was supposed to be on Angel Dust. Mm-hmm. Didn't make the record, mm-hmm. but then they put out an EP. The record sold fairly well. Angel Dust. So they put out this hard-to-find little EP Mm -hmm. that I tracked down years ago. So here's the Commodore's cover. And again, it's nearly note for note. You wouldn't know it wasn't the Commodore's until you hear Mike Patton. Right. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible. The band did a really good job on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Patton's voice, though, too. Yeah. Really good. Really good. I think it goes, ew. (laughs) Yeah, instead of, ooh, it goes, ew. (laughs) Another 90s video that suffers from 90s-itis where they're all hanging out in a hotel room with transvestites and the whole thing. <laughs> so, and Mike Patton's like spitting off the balcony or whatever the hell he's doing. It's some weird shit. But uh, the first time I heard it, uh, I said, fuck, I got to find that. Why isn't mm-hmm. that on the album? Hmm. So I tracked this thing down. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, I used to play this on dates for crying out loud, you know? <laughs> so... 
Yeah. So I dig it. You know, I yeah. dig it. It's it's a great I like the cover. Original. Yeah, the original's so, fantastic yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, we love the Commodore. Yeah, you know? we love the yeah, Commodore. Absolutely, uh, and apparently, so do Faith. So do yeah. Faith no more. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, great cover. One of their best. One of their best in my mind. Okay, so track two is what? Is, what is it? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a polka. Oh. Yeah, listen to that. Oh, I like it. Speaking as a Weird Al fan, I like this. Das Schuttenfest. Huh, okay. Das yeah, Schutzenfest, that's, right? That's I'm pronouncing a, that correctly. It took me a minute to really... Schutzenfest. Um, das Schutzenfest, sh- right? Sh- yeah. Oh, Schutzenfest. Schutzenfest. Yeah. Schutzenfest? Schutzen. Schutzen. You got me. Yeah, I, I thought that was like a... Sh- yeah, okay. But this I don't is, actually know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. You're the guy that knows a little German. Yeah, like fest is like festival. Yeah, I figured it was some sort. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Schurzen, that's uh I think this is their, an original with. on one of their, you know. Yeah. Their their idea of a polka, like they was saying. It's like, yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. It's got this like twisted like <laughs> Kurt Vile like thing, you know, from Weimar era or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just fun. It's fun. Yeah. 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 It's totally yeah. fun. The EP single thing is called Songs to Make Love To. And then you play that. All right. All right. I don't know. I, I'd get down to it if, you know, if she wanted to. I don't know. I don't care. As long as we're doing it. Okay, so the third track on the EP is Midnight Cowboy again. Yeah. But the fourth one is, what is it called? Let's Lynch the Landlord. It's the yeah. Dead Kennedys cover. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But not quite done in the Dead Kennedy style, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, listen to that. Yeah, yeah. That's... Once again, it's like polka swing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure Jello approves, you know. I'm sure Jello is like, go for it, man! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he'd be all over this. So funny. I know, right? So imagine my surprise. I was like, oh, shit, okay, there's more songs on here. (laughs) And especially when I saw Let's Lynch the Landlord, I expected it to be kind of like, what Jizzlobber or Malpractice Mm. was. Yeah. And then it comes on, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, keeping you on your toes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was hunting in record store after record store after record store for this. <laughs> but ultimately, I was very happy that I found it. You know, yeah. it was one of those elusive EPs for a while. Yeah. Was it rare? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Limited mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, which is funny. You know, now I couldn't give it away because it's a CD. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. All right, let's wrap this up. I, I think we agree we really like this album, right? Yes. We like Angel Dust. Yeah. Uh, this fun little offshoot I like a lot, too. Mm-hmm. It's a novelty thing. Exactly, yeah. But every so often I find myself putting it on mm-hmm. just because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and you guys were saying that there are reissues now that have Easy, easy on it. Yeah. None of the other tracks. I think Just Easy, right? Just Easy. Yeah. And then something else, which was... I know there's one track that we're not talking about yeah. that was supposed to be on Angel Dust. Like, um, yeah. And Turn I, yeah. of the Worm. Or so, that's, that's the one. Turn of the Worm? Yeah, yeah, yeah that is the one. Yeah. Love this album. Love mm-hmm. Angel Dust. Think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, it's in heavy rotation for me. Even if I give it a few months break, I still always go back to it. I knew Max? Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah likewise. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Excellent. All right, so we've wrapped this one up. Next up, we're going to go on to the Gs. And we ain't got no more Fs. We, we have no more Fs. <laughs> we're we going to do Godsmack do. next, right? Godsmack, yes. Which yes, album yes. are we going to do? Well, Faceless. Faceless, okay. So, Dave, what do you think? If you like some Godsmack? I'm in. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So Dave's going to come back next time, and we're going to do some Godsmack. So I am Max. I'm Walt. I'm Dave. 
And we are Useless Info Inc. doing our anti-seminal podcast on rock and roll and metal albums. And you can find us on WordPress and Google Play and iTunes and YouTube. And we're on the Twitters and we're all over the place. You have no excuse for not getting in touch with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Check us out. That's Leave right. comments. Get in touch. Please. Suggest stuff. Yeah. We'd love to do that. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Till next time. Bye. Rock and roll. Rock and roll.